This is Jamal. This is your boy, Adrian. Yo, this is Michael. Thanks for tuning in to The Daily Jam. Yo! Mike came in a little early and on that on that intro. You good, Mike? <laughs> I was excited, man. Hot damn. We are excited. It, it is yes. it's gonna be a great show um for the folks out there listening. Yes, I've been is. working on this for weeks. We got a special yeah. guest in here today um because we finally did it, y'all. We got rid of this I don't even know how to describe him. This for you those out there listening. Don't say his name. Don't say his name. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm just gonna put out the giraffe. Because our listeners know who it is, but he's not on the show today. We have fired him, and we got a special guest host who needs an introduction or needs no introduction. Uh, but this is this is the song. Whoa, 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 whoa. wait, wait a minute. That's right. Yep. We got the classic man himself. Adrian, I am so excited. Our new host, we didn't even yes. have to change our name, our J, our jam, because we got a new host today. He is a model. He is an actor. He <laughs> yes. is an author. He is a devoted husband, a loving father, and he is the classic man himself. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our new host, James J.T. Thompson. J.T., welcome, welcome to the show, to the show man. J.T. Hey, man, I appreciate it. I, hey, hey, Mike, I don't know. Dog. I might have to give you a little bit more, more money for that introduction. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that part. You know, sometimes I forget that, yes, I am a loving husband and a devoted father. <laughs> you know, that stuff just comes automatically. So you forget that's right. that that's actually, you know, a description of who you are. So Yep. Tell us what's Absolutely. happening, man. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for loving it. We got to add so podcast host to his, his list of things now because that's right. We, podcast first host of now. all, I'm I'm I'm, I'm excited the... because there's one theory that I have of why Jamal is no longer on the show. I I think that you know, remember Adrian when we used to go out and we used to do our live shows around the country. Yes, there was a lot of um, complaints about leaves in their trees missing. And so I think that might be the reason he got a, he got a, a, arrested and taken to draft jail. Yes. So I think that's why he's not on the show. I don't know. I don't what know. do you think? Hey, from what from what I know about the guy, man, I mean, I've always heard good things about the guy. So, you know. Oh, we'll I'm, see. I'm Here sure we go. Well, things, JT. I'm sure that there's some things going on behind the scenes that I don't know about. Yeah, like a couple episodes ago when his wife snatched him off the uh, off the podcast because he said right. something that he shouldn't you know have said. Oh, Jack Jamal. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. How are you? Hey, man. I, I ain't had nothing to do with this, brother. First they asked me to be a guest on the show, and I just you know, came through. Mm-mm. See, first of all, the fact that you use classic man, and JT's not even light skinned. <laughs> But but nothing against you, JT. But these (laughs) mm. (laughs) to our viewing audience and our listening audience out there, I am so sorry that Jamal (laughs) literally came in and just dropped the bomb right off the way. This is why we're in the middle of trying to replace him. 
I, I, How did he get the link, though? I don't know. Well, you sent out the link. Yeah, he probably man. still on the, the invite list, but the fact Y'all that put me in a dangerous, hostile situation here. Luckily, <laughs> we're not like in the studio, and I'm sitting there thinking I'm taking this man's place. He just busted through the door, you know. JT, uh, don't don't worry about that. We we got enough civil unrest that I, I will not go postal on these fools today. That's true. So I will not call the cops. I promise. You. <laughs> they wouldn't help anyway. All right, so exactly. we got to get ready. We got a big show for everybody listening today, so let's go ahead and get, get right into the birthdays. Fellas, today is a big day for birthdays. Like, big, big day for birthdays. So, whose birthday is it? So, first, there's Boy George. So, Boy George, happy birthday. Uh, Also, happy belated birthday to my kid, the kid. She turned 14 on the 10th. Um, But, the guy that's been in the news a lot, who's been in the news since 2016, who took over for Obama, it's his birthday today. Crickets. Y'all know who I'm talking about? <laughs> Mike literally went on mute. He put himself. <laughs> Y'all, we got it. It's the office. You got to respect the office. We got it. 44 the plus one. Can we say the that? The office does not have a birthday. That's. Uh, I guess that's a good one. But it's just, it's still his birthday. But the office does not have a birthday. Yeah, we're not, yeah, not going to yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is there any other birthdays? That <laughs> <laughs> is somebody else born on, you know, this day, whatever years ago? Michael, you are on mute, sir. So please unmute yourself. We cannot hear not on on the screen on Zoom. Mike is. <sighs> so, um, are you saying that there was a racist that was born today? I can neither confirm or deny that the current POTUS is a racist because my Christian values. Uh, the John three sixteen says, "Judge ye not, unless you want to be judged." So I don't know if he's arrested. I think he said be, some I, racist things, and he has racist tendencies. I'm okay with being judged, so I can judge. <laughs> I'm okay with it. That <laughs> motherfucker! Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> Jamal said it first. He so did, and I kind of cut it off. I didn't really say the whole thing. I kind of mm-hmm. cut it off. Well, anyway. I need y'all to feel what I meant when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. it's his JT, birthday. JT, do you have any birthdays you, since you are our guest special yeah. guest host? I, yeah, I, yeah, I'm gonna get to that. But I just had a thought, man. Like I said, however many years ago on this day, nine months prior to this day, <laughs> two racist ass people had sex <laughs> and created this. Who invented this dude? <laughs> that somehow ended up ascending to one of the most powerful powerful positions in the world. <sighs> he did. That, that it's is parents, true. man. Wow. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just have to look at the parents. You can't just look at the child. You have to look at the parents. <laughs> Can we pass the collection period around? Gonna, is this going to be our last we, Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty wow. sure that thanks to Michael, Jamal, and JT are about to get canceled. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. 
I never thought of it that way, though, man. Until you, now. You know, yeah, you know how sometimes when you see an act that you say, man, I can't believe he did that. And he's like, man, his parents ought to be, where's his mama? Where's his dad? <laughs> Think about this dude's parents. Yeah, well, they, they both should be dead now because he's like 112 himself. So. Oh, my God. JT, do you have any birthdays so that we can give move on before we get canceled on all our platforms? Yeah, uh, yeah sorry about that. Okay, <laughs> yes. Um, um, yes, oh. one of my, my auntie, man, Auntie Pimp. Yeah, I call her Pimp. She's about four three. <laughs> And she used to carry a mean whip back in the day. Her birthday was uh, two days ago. Happy belated birthday to her. She turned 75. And uh, my cousin, he was born uh, yesterday, Stephen White, a.k.a. Footy D, um, a.k.a. Pimp Son, as in Auntie Pimp, so Pimp Son. <laughs> okay, yeah. all right. 49 years all old. Right. Um, he was His birthday was yesterday. Awesome. Only kid I've okay. ever known to get a snake on his birthday. Oh, Mm, wow. On a Friday the 13th one year. Yeah, he was a kid too. Yeah, yeah. there's some creepy yeah. stuff right there. And they're black too? Right, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're black. Yeah. Are y'all are y'all yeah. somehow are y'all somehow or anyhow related to Joe Joe Exotic? <laughs> 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 Those are the birthdays. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Exotic, really, Mike? That's <laughs> <laughs> something that black people normally do. That is true. I, I hate snakes. I think oh, black people yeah. hate snakes in general. So the fact that yeah. JT has I, folks I, that are related to him that has a pet snake is ridiculous. As I said, yeah. it's the only kid I've ever known to get a snake for his birthday. because it was, And it was on Friday the 13th. Yeah, but so stuff. my question is though, does he treat it like a uh, black people treat their dogs? Does he tie it up to a tree outside? <laughs> you know... The snake got ghost pretty quickly, so he probably did treat him <laughs> black people oh. back in the day. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, we didn't see him for long, so yeah. yeah. We can't even treat snakes right. Well <laughs> that represents that represents Satan anyway, so it don't matter. Anyway, <laughs> let's, let's get into the news. Into the news. This is America. Don't get you slipping them. Don't get you slipping them. Look what I'm whipping them. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping now. This, 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 this is America. So in the news, in the news recently, B. Simone, comedian B. Simone, she's known for being one of the cast members of uh, Nick Cannon's Wildin' Out. She's a stand-up comedian. She had her start in YouTube. Uh, just said that she would rather date a man that did not have a 9-5. She did. So we're going to play for our listeners what she exactly said. Listen to this. Do this. Be Simone. So I, have, I can't know who the guy is, but the guy has to know he's coming on a date with me. Yes, of course. Now, okay. do you, now I need to hear the prerequisites. I need to hear what, what do they have to have. Mm, Tall. A little older. Older. What, what's the Older. Age? He can't have a nine to five. What? Why not? <laughs> you don't want him to have an honest I, job? I mean... He could be a, a hustling entrepreneur. So you want him to be a you want CEO status? Yes. Okay. He can't. He can't. So like, he can't. He can't like clock, clock in and in. clock out. No. no. <laughs> All right. So that was on uh, Nick Cannon's uh, radio show for the source. Uh, the full clips on uh, online on YouTube. So, what does she really mean? Because she took a lot of flack for what she said. But I think there was. I think she, it may have been taken out of context. She she did take a lot of flack. Don't care. She's irrelevant. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> <laughs> 
We have a female audience, Mike. We no. got to listen to what. Yeah, yeah what she? What does she no, mean? No. <laughs> no, but so I think both sides kind of jumped on it. There was one side that said that, or what she said was, what she was trying to say is, a guy that had a nine to five could not understand her lifestyle, being a comedian, being on the road, uh, being up at three a.m. That was her words. Being up at three a.m. Uh, doing whatever and that's that she said that's where it was her context and a lot of people took it out of context saying that um the traditional the traditional job is not something that she was looking for yeah yeah did y'all miss though that she said she he could be a hustling entrepreneur Entrepreneur? yeah which is not a nine to five job you do know what that is though right a drug dealer that's a drug dealer (laughs) (laughs) exactly i mean she basically said (laughs) That, you know, he could be a dope boy and, and that's cool. And be all right. Yeah, that's yeah. Sure. Well, hey. tell her my nickname is El Jefe. <laughs> <laughs> that's what my homeboy Jermaine Kimball calls me. Calls me El Jefe. He swears why he, that why I, does he call I you push that? Because I travel all the time, and so he thinks that I'm distributing narcotics. <laughs> I can see that. Yes, that makes sense. Um, I know, think the next Adrian, time you really... go through security, if there's a if there's a little delay when you go through, right? Remember, <laughs> you said this out loud. This right? is true. No, no, I, I didn't say I did it. I said that he. That's what he thinks that I do. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just saying you said it out loud. So look, I am a neighborhood. I'm a neighborhood hope dealer. What? See, uh, okay. you just got the words wrong. You just just change, take the D out, replace it with the H, and that's what I am. I'm a hope. Dealer. I like that, man. I might have to steal that. From him. JT, a, do not yeah. encourage him. JT, put it on a shirt and give me one for free. <laughs> I like that. Huh? Maybe hope okay. Do not encourage him, JT. Yeah. I got them anyway. packs. Packs of hope. So yeah, I, I think the, the funniest thing because there was a lot yeah. of pushback. She got yeah. a lot of flack online, social media around this, and one person I can't remember exactly what they said. But it, it was the one thing that kind of caught my mind about everybody talking about this. And she said something to the effect that only men who um, got offended by that statement were men yeah. who could not rise to, to the occasion level. or something. Like which, that, is yeah, the, to which is the second time that I've heard that because I don't know, and I forget the lady's name, but I know she plays Molly on Insecure. I forget her name and she's Nigerian. Um, yes, oh God. Yvonne. Yvonne, yeah, Yvonne. comedian. She said the same thing in her recent comedy special. Um, about mm-hmm. not being about men not being able to rise to her level now um, and stuff right. like that. So that, that I think that's very. And then I also saw that Sierra had said something similar, and then the community kind of lashed on her and was like, "Lady, you just you just got Russell Wilson. Like you were just a baby mama a couple years ago. Like let's." <laughs> wow. Before she was wow. a baby mama, she was Bow Wow girlfriend, <laughs> right? Like back you when he was, that was big. That's right. He was big back then. Anyway, all right. Uh, we would be remiss. So, so I, I, that's be. Oh, go ahead. No, I, I was just gonna move us to the next. I was gonna say we'd be remiss if we didn't mention that, but also we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about that. There is still currently civil unrest and protests going on across the country. We are now a couple of weeks in, uh, and most recently, um, yesterday, last night, another um, member of the black community was shot and killed uh, by police uh, in Atlanta. Uh, Mr. Brooks. Um, was in his car, actually. Let's be clear sleep. about this. He was asleep in his car um, after having something to drink. Um, uh, uh, so far, those are the those are the facts. Uh, and so he wasn't behind the wheel. He was just in the parking lot sleeping. Someone called the police. I'm, I'm not I'm not clear on who called the police. 
I think he was actually in the drive-thru. And in the drive-thru. And continue to go around him. Yeah. Oh, so okay. That, that caused yeah. the problem, yeah. Gotcha. So he was sleeping in the drive-thru at gotcha. the will. And then there was a scuffle with the Atlanta Police Department. And subsequently, he wrestled a taser away from an officer. He took off running with said taser and was subsequently shot and later died at the hospital. Uh, and the fallout has been swift, uh, including that the Atlanta police chief um, has resigned and the mayor has accepted her resignation. But I want to say this, fellas. What's interesting is, though, she's remaining with the city in a different role, but she's no longer the police right. chief. Really? Right. Correct. Yes. Yeah. 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 She didn't go anywhere. I, I just heard the interview today with the mayor, and she did state that she would still be with the department, just in a different role. Mm-hmm. So, we'll, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess what, what bothers is this, me is, is this a band aid, you know, a well, political move? What, what bothers me about the chief resigning, if, if everything, if things keep happening like this, you're going to see a lot of chiefs resigning. Um, a lot of them have. Right. Mm-hmm. This is the officers that are committing, you know, these 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 things murder. and yeah, committing murder. And why should that fall on the chief? Now, if the cops are reprimanded immediately, then, you know, that I would think that would be their job because uh, this was swift. Like you said, this was swift. That, that cop being fired. Um, I don't think that should have led to her resigning. Well, well these cops have yeah. not been fired. As of, as of yet, as of today, one has. Right, one, has. One, one, has. one has. Okay, one, one has. has. All right. Now Did that just the, happened today, then, because as of last I, night, I don't. I haven't seen a report, but from what I hear is that the police chief did not want to fire. Oh, said officer. Yeah. So they were in a disagreement. All right. And for our listeners out there, JT and Michael both reside in Atlanta, Georgia. So they have a little bit more context than, let's say, Jamal and I, um, who are different locations. So they, they have more access to more local news outlets. We probably get what's fed through the national media online or on television. Mm-hmm. But JT and Michael actually are in Atlanta. Now, yes. I saw on CNN, which was a totally false report, that he was shot and killed because he grabbed a taser. Yeah. When actually he was, you know, what, about 50 feet, 50 yards in front of the guy running away. Yes. he. So it wasn't because he grabbed the taser. It was because he actually, I mean, he put it on him. He beat them. No, oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I yes. said that in the text thread. I said that in the text thread. I said he didn't get shot because he grabbed the taser. He got shot because he whipped up them cops' ass. He beat their ass. That's what happened, man. I mean, he hit. I mean, he hit him with two rights, and I was like, "Yo, wow!" Yeah. And he took that, that is, taser like a champ, bro. He he ran up out there like he was at running a forty. <laughs> he was that, drunk. Dude, he took I mean, that if, if, you, like, if you watch the, the and this is the other thing too this is probably the fastest I've seen police body cam be released hmm. and hey, maybe man, let me tell you something here, this well, mayor is not playing no it's, it's, she, this mayor is not playing in Atlanta she is no joke she knows yeah, the world she, is watching she ain't playing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. she knows the world playing. is watching yeah. she is all over this and um, she knows where her votes is going to come from mm-hmm. you know especially if you're talking about her getting on the ticket as a vice president you know, so she's, she yeah. was swift with it. Swift. She also, she also was the one who encouraged the police department. I don't even want to say encourage. I think maybe forced them to open up that thirty-year-old case where all of those little boys were dying in yeah. Atlanta or disappearing, missing children, yeah, dying. Yeah, yeah, and they, you know, found someone, 
um, convicted him, um, and he is currently in prison, but no one really believes that he was the actual yeah, person. And so, yeah. so, yeah, so she's been serious about this even before this current arrest. Correct. Uh, of kind of getting, you know, holding the police accountable for stuff. So, Jamal, you're going to say yeah. something? Uh, you know, other than, like I said, watching the video, uh, yes, he was, he had a few drinks. Yes, he might have been asleep, you know, in, in the Wendy's parking lot, you know, drive through. But by no means, as you're running away, does that mean that you deserve to be shot? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think we said in our text thread, at that point, he wasn't a threat. No, not at all. You're right. running away. But you're not a inter- threat. The interesting thing, though, is I don't, and I'm, JT, I don't know um, if you've seen this uh, in your social media feeds, but I saw so today, I saw so many posts from Black people who were basically saying that he deserved to die because of what he did, that he he wasn't compliant, he was resistant, and that the, you know, the police, one person even quoted um, a judge, I think it was a Supreme Court judge in a particular case that says you could use deadly force in certain situations. This does not match that particular situation that the judge was talking about, but there were so many Black people that were okay with it's being amazing. killed. Yeah, it, that, it that, is amazing that, that, in Atlanta. People that we know, yes. me and you both know personally, yeah, are out there basically saying this was his fault. Yep. It mm-hmm. it is amazing to me, man. That, and I think sometimes with social media, some people just want to get the likes. Yeah. Yep. So. You know, a lot of us jumped to conclusion on it. I didn't know that he actually, when I first saw the video, it was from the guy sitting in the car, so you didn't see him turn around with the taser. Right. I didn't see that part. But at yeah. the same time, it still doesn't change anything in my mind. No, right. No, not you at know, all. Th- this man should not have gotten a death sentence. Correct. But then yeah. you just have somebody in South Georgia where the guy, cops pull up, this dude comes up, fires two shots at the cops, runs into the into the woods. They surround the woods. He walks out, gives himself up peacefully, and he's out on bond. <laughs> well, and, and that's what I was gonna I was gonna get to that part, JT, because <laughs> there are countless number of videos where white suspects have been taken into custody peacefully for some of the most heinous crimes. Which and which cops took bullshit. Right. Which cops took the guy to get the Burger King? Was it Dylan Roof? Oh, uh, that was at the church. Yeah, yeah it was Dylan Roof. Yeah. The guy he, shot he went to Burger yeah. King after killing nine people. Yeah, yeah. with assault rifles. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But this is good, fellas, in the news, but we got to get to our main topic. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. Stay with us. <laughs> Last night, people protesting in Minneapolis escalated as demonstrators were lashed by tear gas and rubber bullets. The main message here, the main message the here, main message here, is that they want to see those officers involved. They want to see those officers arrested. Officers arrested. Arrest, arrest, arrest. Trade my 4 by 4 for GC3, ain't no more free little I gave him chance, a chance, a chance again, I even told him please I find it crazy, the police to shoot you, ain't know that you dead, but still tell you to freeze Fucked up, I seen what I seen, I guess that mean hold him down if he say he can't breathe It's too many mothers just grieving, they killing us for no reason Been going on for too long to get even The bigger picture yeah, my little baby. baby. Um, so that yeah. kind of song is transitioning for 
the couple of conversation that's going on. The protests are continuing. Uh, I just want to say that for those who are out there protesting or have protested, I know I've been out there as well, um, continue to express yourself, um, which um, the protest and the shooting of unarmed uh, black men has led us. Uh, this goes back to some other conversation we had, uh, to talk about our main topic, which is kind of in anticipation of Father's Day coming up, of being a black father, being a black man, being black uh, in America. Um, and I guess that's a, the way that it's kind of hard to talk about, but I'm going to let this gentleman named Ben Hurst kind of open up the conversation for us because I think he captures better uh, captures better than I do. Boys will be boys. But what is it that we mean when we say that? When I found out I was going to be giving this talk, I decided that one of the most important things I could do would be to go home and do some research. So I spoke to my dad. This is my dad. I asked him what he thought about masculinity. I asked him about his experience of being a man. I asked him what it was like to raise a son. And I asked him if there were any issues that he thought men needed to talk about today. And what my dad said will probably stick with me for the rest of my life. He told me to go and ask my uncle. <laughs> so I went and I asked my uncle. And my uncle actually gave me some really good advice. He told me to go and ask my cousin. So I went and asked my cousin and he palmed me off to his little brother. I say all of this to say that men in general are not great at talking, particularly when it comes to the topic of masculinity. And that's what we are going to talk about today, ladies and gentlemen. The four of us are going to talk about masculinity, toxic masculinity, and also self-care and mental health. So, fellas, what mm. comes to mind when you think of that term? That was First of all, that was a good clip. Yeah, I, I really like and appreciate that clip, and I think that it um, really kind of paints the picture of how a lot of us um, were raised when yep. it comes to this particular topic, you know, as this person, you just kind of keep getting pawned off. Um, but the term masculinity or toxic masculinity, because I think that they're two different things. Which, I believe which you're one right. Are we just... I think that for today, I think toxic be, uh, masculinity, well, one, the term is controversial in itself. And we were so, sort of it talking is. about this before the show uh, and preparing for the show. Um, toxic masculinity has such a negative connotation and I didn't realize just how controversial the term is in itself. Um, but I think we can talk about a little bit of both first masculinity, what it means to be masculine or to be a guy. And um, there's some mm -hmm. stuff that I want to talk about later about that, but more importantly to start off the, the term toxic masculinity, how do we want to define that? How do we want to talk about that for the context of setting up our conversation today? Um, I'll, I'll start because I know that Jamal is going to give a dissertation and whenever he <laughs> defines something. <laughs> He's going to give some long-ass sermon with 87 points. Um, just, just, I would, just 81, just 81, not 87. I would, I would say that um, toxic masculinity is simply masculinity that is toxic. And I think that there are parts of really? it that's toxic. Really? <laughs> Profound, Michael. Did I lie? I Profound. Was, I was, I was trying not to laugh because I wanted you to finish. <laughs> did I lie? <laughs> Look, nah. don't, don't hate me because I'm a man of few words. Nah. <laughs> I, I, oh. I, I think the toxic part of masculinity 
is the part that deals with everything from violence yep. to homophobia to uh, dominance of people and things to misogyny, those types of things, I think, um, that take what is traditionally considered masculinity and then kind of take it and make it negative in, in a sense. That's, yeah, that's my thought. Oof. You know, I just, I think all I can think of is a detriment, you know, a detriment to uh, how we raise our young men, uh, especially if you haven't had a, an example, you know, of being a man. And, you know, typically, of course, throughout history, you don't, you, what I've heard was as a man, you're not supposed to cry. And if you do, yep. you're a punk. Right. Um, so it, I think I just, just that. that is it that, is it that you're a punk or that you're, you're just light skinned? <laughs> no. Okay. My, my bad. That, my bad. That, that you're a punk. <laughs> and you know what? Another word almost flew out. Uh, it wasn't the d derogatory one either. And for, before I let JT go, for our listening audience out there, what we're doing right now is also true to form. And I remember we did this example actually in Atlanta was when we begin to talk about it being in a serious way or we begin to talk about crying, we immediately shift to something else to get away from it. And a perfect example is that when we were together um, at the retreat uh, a couple of weeks ago, and there was a very serious moment that Jamal had uh, in an accomplishment of his son, uh, he had had shared some emotion. And then Michael and I began to- emotion. Like, I was crying. <laughs> yeah, we 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 pivoted to comedy because that's what that's what we do. And yeah, with with that being said, it's it's almost like when somebody does show emotion or cry. Yep, the other men are not comfortable with. Correct. It. Right. So, you right. know, toxic man. The thing is, we were all raised in in different ways. Mm -hmm. now, I wasn't raised with a father, but. I actually had a lot of men in my life that actually that didn't that didn't come out right. I actually had a lot of a lot of guys that I looked up to in my life in the neighborhood that actually, you know, showed me what manhood was about. Right. Um, I was about, I was about, about being a father. To, I was about to ask you about to to come out on on the show. <laughs> <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as I said it, hold up. Um, Crazy. You know, <laughs> Crazy enough, JT. I understood what you were saying. Exactly. It's, yeah, we all did. We really yeah. did. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I love a man in my life. As <laughs> soon as I, as soon as I said it, I'm like, ooh, that, that didn't come out right. But you yeah, also it, live, you know, just... George too, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm put my my thing on mute. I'm good. <laughs> Let's get back on track. All right. So yeah, as I was saying, you know, a lot of us feel masculine. You know, the way we were raised, seeing men back then being men. Like you said, it was no crying, um, no bitching, no moaning. You went to work, had your couple of beers, had your drink or two, you came home, you ate, you took a shower, and you repeated the next day. Yep. Without complaints. Yep. Now it's totally different. You know, there's no there's not a lot of male role models. Period. Um, you know, some of these I don't want to say half the time it's not even men having children. You know, they're still children when they're having children. And I think that's where the break is coming at with the masculinity being toxic is because they haven't become a man themselves yet. So how in the world can they, you know, push that on to another male yeah. 
to keep the masculinity going. So I think that's where the talk, like you said, the detriment of it is coming down. And then, you know, half of our kids are raised by entertainment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I think that's a really good point. I think that we have a really great opportunity here for Black men from at least probably three different generations um, and a variety of experiences that has impacted all of our lives to really be open and honest, something that as Black men, we're not really encouraged to do, you know, um, with each other or, you know, uh, and so I think that this is a really great opportunity for us to really have this conversation and and hopefully be a model to other Black men to really kind of be open to talk about this. I wanted to, w- w- growing up, who were the, the the men that you looked up to? And so we kind of grew up in different generations. Um, who, who, who did you look up to as a man? So what was it, JT, you already said that you didn't have a father. I grew up without a father. Me too. Um, I think we all, and unlike I, you, did, I did not have a lot of so all of us grew up without yeah. fathers. Yeah. Who do I mean, we look to for manhood? And my dad was like I said, it was cats in the neighborhood, and I kind of took something from each one. Okay. Uh, I'll never forget my man named Johnny Hargrove. I'm gonna throw his name out there. They called him Hollywood. I ended up taking on his nickname. This dude was like the black six million dollar man to me. He was the black Steve mm-hmm. Austin. <laughs> he played sports, he had the fly car, had the good looking women. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know what he did in the classroom, so I didn't take that part from him. <laughs> this is the part that I saw that I liked. Then right. I had my man Earl Cummins, called him Earl the Pearl. You know, back in them days, everybody had nicknames. Apparently. And, you know, he was raising a family, and I saw him as a family man. And I saw him doing things for his daughter and for his wife, so I, I took that from him. You know, mm-hmm. and that's the way it was with me, man. It was about four or five cats in the neighborhood that I really took things from and some of them I actually still reach out to them to this day mm-hmm. oh, that's cool that's what's up yeah. um Jamal what about you Who, who'd you look up to <clears throat> well like much like JT I and I always joke about this when I talk about it I say I'm like a gumbo pot of a lot of men mm-hmm. um <laughs> not like seriously that's the only way I can put it right because and and one of them is on on the podcast like I always credit um <laughs> I credit Unfortunately, the baby face of child welfare, Michael Sanders. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll be giving my government name on this to, man. To, to some, to some of the, the things that I am, right? Um, but early on, I, my grandmother and grandfather had been married for like 30, 32 years before uh, he passed. But I will always see him leave the house, go to work, come back. And my grandfather was a man of few words. Hum, watch TV go meet up with his partners on the corner, drink a few, come home, go to work. He worked for the Department of Sanitation. That's all I remember about my grandfather. Hmm. But it was that relationship between him and my grandmother that I kind of took. And then the many, the few men that I've come in contact with while going through foster care, guys like John Martin, Mike, Warren Love, uh, Chris Kelly was another one. Chris Kelly, uh, and I, I related to Chris Kelly. He was the executive director of uh, the agency that I was a part of. And a lot of that was because of how he, you know, he always had a tie. He was always nice to people. He was very comforting. Right. And he was tall, right? So I would walk <laughs> in the building and I can look at Chris eye to eye. Cause you know, yeah. at, at, at 14, here I am, you know, six, five, six, four, six, five. And I'm like, oh, finally, somebody as tall as me, I can like talk to. <laughs> um, but you know, they would always kick, game to me 
like always. So I would take like JT, like you said, little attributes that I liked and that I thought. So I started formulating what I felt was what a man is supposed to do, how mm-hmm. they were supposed to respond, how they were supposed to dress. Um, and th- that's where I get me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's uh, where I get me. So similarly, uh, growing up in the system and growing up here, I had, my father was alive, which is a weird thing to say that you grew up without a father, but my father didn't die till I was 17. So I have very little time with him. Um, so, this, so there's some memories of him. Um, but I collectively did a lot of um, my modeling after what I saw on television or what I saw in real life. So I had an assistant principal, Mr. Kniece, uh, even down to the way he cuffed his cufflinks in his shirt when I started wearing suits, how he memorized every name of every student uh, in the school. So I did the same thing. Um, uh, is the John, Jean Valjean, which is a character in a book by Victor Hugo from Les Miserables and how he, because he was an orphan. He was an orphan who um, was just stole some, uh, some food and was just trying to take care of his family. Literally some similarities to me. He grew up to become mayor of his town. There's this guy that was always chasing him who was uh, trying to get him to go back to prison because he had this label and stigma on him that he was a convicted convict. So he should uh, always serve his time. So there were so many similarities and John Pajon just wanted to be a good guy. He just wanted to be a good guy. Um, uh, Rob Sutman, unfortunately Michael Sanders, now JT, uh, maybe Jamal on an occasion. Um, but I think <laughs> I think <laughs> I think that there is no one standard for the people that I say I modeling myself exactly after this person. I think it's a collective uh, pieces, uh, and also some of the bad attributes. Uh, my temper, I absolutely know, comes from my father. My anger issues, I absolutely know come from my father or my side of the family because it is no secret that my father was a very angry, angry person. Uh, and I have to recognize that I am also a very angry, angry person. I just choose to deal with it very differently than when he than what he did. Yeah. It's interesting because actually, um, I, I think I'm a little different than, than the three of you in the sense that I don't really recall men in my life um, kind of growing up. Um, I was raised by my mother, which was actually like a, it was really my great aunt who adopted me. And so it was more of a grandmother. She was about the same age as my grandmother. Um, And then my three siblings, um, sisters. And so I was raised by all females and, you know, we went to church a lot back then. And so of course, back then the church was mostly women. Um, There were a few men, but uh, I don't recall them, any of them really paying any attention to me um, or anything like that. And so it seemed like I, you know, the, the little that I got from being a man really came from television, you know, yep. um, in my teenage years. So everything from, you know, Bill Cosby and the Cosby show, um, you know, and, and just, just just different television. And so that's the interesting thing. So even though I'm older than both Adrian and, and uh, Jamal, and I think me and JT are very close to the, the same age, just maybe a couple years or so, I had a different experience, you know, in that. And so I kind of almost had the same experience that young people have today, JT started to talk about that at the beginning of this topic is that they are really being raised by celebrities and so, and, and pop culture. And so let's talk a little bit about that. How does this whole concept of young people being raised by people that they don't really know, um, that they hear on the radio or see on YouTube now, how does that impact masculinity and does it make it more toxic or less toxic? What do you think? It I depends. Think it makes it more. Good. I think Actually, it makes it more. Yeah. yeah. I, I disagree with both a lot of you. More toxic. I think it, I disagree with both of you. I think you both are wrong. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> right. You always do. 
<laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I think that <laughs> I think you are both. I think it, <laughs> I think it uh, depends on what side of the camp that you are in. So I know that we talked about this a couple weeks ago on the show, very briefly, and then we'll probably get into a lot more now. Is like the if you side with like Bootsy in uh, his comments and how he talked about uh, what he did for his son and going out and hiring a female to um, pleasure himself uh, to or right. give him right that's what it's sexually yeah. assault yes statutory right um, but yeah. there were a, there was a <laughs> segment of the community that absolutely that absolutely supported that and yeah. then you have the side of you know the comments about uh, Dwayne Wade and how he is choosing to raise his family and so there's another TED talk out there that I encourage everyone out there listening and to the fellows if you haven't watched it by Tony Porter and I believe it's all part of this collective socialization of men that's what he called it and he calls it this man box and this man box you are you're supposed to you know, supposed to be out there having sex. You're supposed to be, uh, as one term, uh, and I'm forgive my vulgarity, you're supposed to be a pussy destroyer. You're supposed to talk about your conquest. You're supposed to talk about how many women that you've been with. You're not supposed to cry. Wait, wait, wait a minute, what'd you say? You, what kind of destroyer? This the destroyer that I named. I'm only saying it once. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, forgive my vulgarity. <laughs> Dude. Mm. this podcast episode will come up while you're running for president i'm sure i'm sure absolutely but so i think that jamal and jt are absolutely right it it is more toxic if you are part of that that culture that subscribes to that toxic masculinity or that uh that part of it um similar Mm -hmm. to you mike i didn't mention this though but i i grew up in a house full of women though my mom and my two sisters um and even it's been said to me that I'm very domesticated because I'm OCD. I clean, I wash dishes, I cook, I, I, I do laundry. So that's kind of goes against the grain of what it means to be a man because those aren't the yeah. defined roles. So I do believe that um, JT. And and, I did not want to go ahead. I did not want to go against that grain. So I hire women to do those things for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> yeah, let's get you. But Man, that was up a, that was a great game yesterday. <laughs> you brought up a great point, though. Um, you know, once more men started washing dishes and cleaning their house and everything, you know, uh, taking care of themselves, then they made a term. You know, they put those guys into a box. Yep. Now all of a sudden, yeah, you're metrosexual. Yeah. Yep. You know, so and I don't. You know, and that could be a toxic term. You know, it could be going down or it could be going on the upper swing. You just never know which way somebody may look at it. I think when you say sexual, people all, you know, they think the other way. You know, okay, well, he's bi. You know, instead of saying that he's Mm -hmm. a man that takes care of himself, you couldn't say he's just a man anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. Because now he's a man that don't want dirt on his nails. You don't want dirt on his nails. Right. 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 You know, you got to have dirt on your nails to be a man. So keep them. You let them stay men. Yeah, or and calluses term, on your hands. Sexual. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or calluses yeah, I, on your hand. Never never been that guy. Yeah. Me neither. Through my so, military so. time or anything, man. I I've never been that guy. I used to soak my hands in palmolive thinking because the commercial said it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Hey, JT, are you serious? You just you just hey, man. Hey, you really dated yourself, bro. <laughs> hey man, I'm yeah. telling you, the dudes would come in my so room. You, and yeah, I would have I would do one hand at a time because the other <laughs> hand I was using to drink. So I would have my hand in a bowl. Oh, man. Because yeah. the commercial said it kept 
you know, I grew up in the era before cable. You know what I'm saying? You got certain mm-hmm. commercials. You couldn't turn right. to another channel. You had to look at that commercial. So Pam Marlin so, said it kept your hands off. So I would sit so, there and so these dudes thought I was crazy, man. But so is it fair to say, is it, <laughs> he oh, said, I, I, I can never shake JT's hands again. We're going to get this <laughs> from now on. Um, is it fair to say that the term metrosexual was created because of you? Because you soaked your hands oh. in palm olive? I think I'm going to make a post and tag He's you. Gonna, <laughs> but, so, but I, have this, I have this question, which actually just came to me. And I know that we didn't talk about this before, but it just kind of came up. The three of us were primarily raised by women. There was some of you had some influence of men um, that were not in the home, but outside that you kind of got right. influence on. And there's this whole thing, you know, Father's Day is coming up. Of course, Mother's Day is a big, big thing. Everybody yeah. and then on Father's Day, people recognize even their mother for being a father when the father wasn't that. around. I hate that. Um, one, how do you feel about that? And two, the, <laughs> the, the real question that I, I have is, can a woman raise a boy to be a man? So before you answer that question, I got to bring in Jay-Z in, in his song, uh, Meet the Parents. Uh, there's a line in that where he says, mama can't raise no boy, where's father at? And yeah. so what do you guys think about, can a female, a mother, um, actually raise a boy or male to be a man? No. Tell us, tell no, us why you think that, Frank. I think that a woman can raise a boy to be very respectful, courteous, a gentleman. But you cannot teach someone to be something that you're just not. A woman is a woman. She's not a man. And some say, I, I, like, I love single mothers because I grew up under one. Mm-hmm. But Father's Day, in my time, I would say thank you to her. But I didn't want to take away from what she done for me as a mother by saying happy Father's Day to you. Right. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, so um it's to me, you know, she can do all those other things, but until a man has been through things that men go through, mm-hmm. you can't be a man and a woman can't teach you, can't even really I don't think she can get you ready for it. She thinks she is. Mm-hmm. But then when a, when a man actually goes through it, I'm like, damn, man, mama didn't tell me this part. You right, know? Right. She told me this. Because mama was hurt. Tell you and, that part. Because mama yeah. was hurt and she didn't want to talk about it. Right. She couldn't <laughs> tell you this part because <sighs> she may have gone through certain things, but she didn't go through it as a man, especially as a black man. All right. Everything that's Eight. going on right now. A woman can't teach a little boy about walking down the street and being scared because you're a black man. She can yeah. teach you about walking down the street being scared because you're black, but not as a black mm-hmm. man. Now, yeah, taking nothing away from him. <laughs> but Adrian, do you agree or disagree with JT? JT has been wrong twice today. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I went first, so I had to change my answer. <laughs> no, I think I think I think on the surface. And from the y'all know how I like to, I don't like to deal in blanket statements. On the surface, I believe that he is actually correct that a a woman, or more specifically a black woman, cannot teach a a boy to be a man. 
Um, I also take premise with uh, Jamal's question only because I'm thinking about the broader audience when he said that because the, the, the woman was hurt. I think that that is assuming that's putting a lot of presumptions on the woman being hurt. Not every single mom is hurt or bitter about raising children alone. I don't think any parent signs up to raise a child on their on their own. Some some that's just the cars that they dealt and they they make do with how they make do. I do believe that a parent, single parent, mother or father, has the ability to raise a child to be an adult uh, in this world. I believe, as JT said, that there are intricacies though. That you, that they just are going to miss by default. That is not saying that they can't do it. It's just that it's something that they that they're that they just miss by default because they are not of that specific uh, gender. So I do agree with him about sixty percent of what he said. But typically, uh, <laughs> it's this is t- this is tough though, and I believe that okay. we could spend a lot of episodes because we're going to do an episode in the future on this um, with some uh, with some other co-hosts, uh, female co-hosts from another podcast. Um, but we get down a very slippery slope in talking about this because the moment we express kind of how this is, one, it's a very controversial statement to say. I agree with Jamal, and you can hear the vitriol and the anger in his voice when, he, when we talked about that Father's Day. And Jamal runs a group home, so he got all these kids, and I am pretty sure that Mother's Day is a very different day in his household than when Father's Day comes up. So that's why he's so angry. <laughs> gets drawings that goes on the refrigerator. While yeah, he Nalita gets drawings gets while Nalita goes on trips. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I do believe that society has. That is accurate. I believe society <laughs> has made the, because biology, we, we hold mothers to a higher standard of parenting. They have the maternal instinct. They are geared or to raise a child. And I believe that's why. And but, go ahead. But the child welfare system has proven that Say that's it. not. True. <laughs> I know that's been proven not true, but I said society. I didn't but, say I didn't say that's yes, how it yes, is. I said society that's has assumption. done that. That definitely yeah. is assumption. It, it's interesting. There's a psychologist, an African-American psychologist um, named Dr. Jawanza Kanjuku, and he has a theory that says that mothers love their sons, but raise their daughters. And in that theory, he really kind of talks about how everything from the son doesn't have to do domestic type chores, like you were talking about, Adrian, yep. your OCD. And so you know how to do all that kind of stuff uh, where the girls have to do that. The boys have a longer curfew. They can kind of stay out you know, uh, longer and things like that. Um, and he goes into it, you know, kind of what JT was really kind of talking about is that because she doesn't know what it takes to be a man, she knows what it takes to be a woman. So that's why she raises the daughter to yep. do that. And so we often see that in, you know, those of us, uh, we all have actually children and, you know, um, there's often different relationships. And so sometimes the male child is closer to the female because of how she raises them and how we choose to raise them. Whereas the female oftentimes tend to be closer to us um, because you know the mother is more likely to be harder on the female because she knows what it takes to be a female and the sexism and all the things that she's going to kind of go through. So she's, you know, uh, preparing her for that. So it's a really interesting topic. Yeah, Tony I Porter think. had a YouTube, uh, the one that I talked about, Collective Socialism in the Man Box. He actually gives a great illustration about this where he talks about how it had it had been bring to his attention how he was raising his kids differently. And it took me back to how I was raising my niece and nephew. He said that when his daughter would come to him and she was upset, she was crying. Like he would console her. He'd do all these things. He'd bring her in, like, what's going on? Blah, blah. But he said when his son came to him, he told his son to man up, right. said, what you crying for? Yeah. Or like, you need to dry that or go somewhere else and finish crying and then come talk to me. So it, it like, 
I do all my that, kids like that. Yeah, I don't and that's <laughs> that's the part that's toxic. Yep. I when don't. you talk and about he, toxic, yep. that you know that's and he admitted that. Yep. How we socialize them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't discriminate. <laughs> you know, so, I don't. Yeah. Not with my not and, with my kids, uh, especially I mean, when it I'm, comes to them showing their emotions, because I want them to show their emotions, but mm-hmm. at the same time, if it's if it's one of those things where they get hurt, uh, like just yesterday, uh, Nalani, seriously, she did a flip off of her bike and the pedal came off. And so I'm in the backyard and I hear her screaming from the back. So I come around and I pull the bike up and she tried to give me a hug. All right, come on, let's walk it off. <laughs> you know, she was still crying, but you know, come on, walk it off. Uh, but because I, that was an issue that Growing is up. why. You That's get how they do it in the animal kingdom. That that's why, why you get sucky. No, you get sucky Father's Day gifts. No, no, right no, 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 no. Because <laughs> I, I, because and I did that because I never wanted to be. I don't want to be that dad with three boys and one girl, and they physically see me treating her differently when the same thing would happen to her. Yeah. So. It's it, I'm conscious. So you're raising her like a boy, basically. No, I'm raising her like you uh, no, I'm raising in, her to be self sufficient. Hey, so if I, in the wild, it is survival of the fittest, and so Shut cubs up. have to. Shut up. <laughs> I can't stand you. I can't. I can't. So, I can't. Oh my god. So, so it, I think that the the other thing that we have to kind of talk about because you're right, Adrian. We are socialized to be who we are and what we are. Yep. And there was a lot of things that kind of go into that socialization, particularly in the, the African-American community. One of the big things I think has been music Correct. over the generations. And so even though we're from different generations, the, the you know, at least three generations, the four of us, um, music still was a big thing probably in all of our households. And it yep. probably somehow impacted. How did music impact masculinity and growing up what were some of the let's let's talk about from generations uh some of the songs that were kind of big and so like even before i know that you think that jt and i are both ancient we're not nearly as old as y'all to make us <laughs> out to be so let's start let's start before jt and i's generation um we know some of the music and then we'll get it to our generation because i think our generation it, it, it almost looks like the the music started out toxic it kind of um, balanced out somewhat. Um, it, I mean, we can make the argument that it, it was better at least, I'll yep. say that, and then kind of gotten toxic again. And so when we look at some of that music, what were some of the, the songs? There was one particular song, I don't remember, like it was a blues song, um, had something to do with, uh, Adrian was talking about being a destroyer of the P. Oh, yeah. Adrian, say it again, you can say it. I'm you said it once or one more time. Go ahead and say it again. I, say it one more time. One more time. I, I'll remember it this time. We'll remember it. Okay. Well, um, it, the are you talking about vagina? <laughs> Adrian always has to be always has to be politically correct. Anyway, you, do you have the song ready? I think it was called which candy song? Liquor. Candy liquor. Uh, yeah, it was candy liquor. I gotta wait. Y'all keep talking because I gotta find. I had it popped up, but I. Okay. Well, let me say this, Mike, to your question. Oh, I'm so sorry, Jamal. I'm not ashamed no more I want to do the thing That your love Never did before, girl Baby, let me be Your candy liquor, girl I 
how could you play that song when I got my God is dope, dope shirt on? <laughs> man, <laughs> Jamal, I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I, this is my last show. <laughs> 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 no, but the, it's crazy how often songs. That's not the only song, but truth be, I I remember these songs on vinyl. That's Marvin C's called Candy Liquor, and I'm sure we can all assume what Candy Liquor is and what it means. But it is like that and Johnny Taylor and so many other songs that were literally like those are my childhood, just running around outside or being in the house where my my. Uh, Grandparents or parents or aunts and uncles were playing spades or playing cards or just talking. Those were playing on the records, and you don't think anything of, or you're sitting in the back seat on a car ride, and those songs were just pervasive and playing throughout mm-hmm. the entire time in the background. And it isn't until you grow up like, oh, sh- this is what this means. Right. right. This is what it was. Yeah. You know, I, I think they were more direct back in those days without cursing. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm yep. sure there's probably some songs where they're cursing in it, but back then, you know, there was no underground, no, what is it, no mixtape. So for them to get paid <laughs> off their music, they had to play, you know, they had to make songs for the radio. They had to be right. So they were yep. basically direct without cursing. Then it went to being, talking about having sex and being pretty direct, but at the same time throwing subliminal messages out there to where when you listen to the song later, you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Did mm-hmm. she mean or did he mean? And now we've come to the point where these kids be like, I don't give a damn. This is what I'm going to say. And I'm cursing. Radio, you need to bleep it out or I'm going to put it on the mixtape. But, <laughs> but the interesting thing, JT, though, is that we we talk about this generation saying some, you know, really outlandish, out there, in your face things. Mm-hmm. But when we look at even before our generation, they said some stuff. So that... That candy liquor was, you know, that was kind of subtle. But I think, Jamal, you told a story about a song and how even they had the whole crowd singing. Yeah. Yeah. So the the real, this is going to be very controversial. The real the real godfather of rock and roll, Chuck Berry. Um, that part's not controversial. That's actually true. Yeah, that's, hey, that's yeah. true. That's it, that depends on who you talk to. No, 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 no. It's universal. Even even the even the, the boss, Bruce Springsteen says that Chuck Berry is the godfather of rock. Y'all notice how I always get him in in every episode? Listen, listen, I'm just saying. First of all, he's not my boss. Um, <laughs> and that's one white man. <laughs> no, but so Chuck Berry had a song called mm-hmm. uh, My Dingling. And I, I heard it a long, long time ago. And then it came back up because I saw the video. It's a black and white. Yep. Um, and Chuck Berry is in a. They were doing videos back then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was so he was in a. He was doing a concert. Yep. And there was nothing but white faces in the audience. Correct. And this was a sing along. And it was a sing along. And this is probably as vulgar as it's gonna get. Silver bells hanging on a string. She told me it was my dingalingaling. Oh, my dingaling, my. This so generation, just, that generation can't ever say shit about what the kids make up today. Not a damn thing. So, and, and here's the here's the funny thing about that: everybody was singing along. Yes, they were. Everybody and, was singing along. And so, again, it's so, one of those things where you listen to music later, and I, 
Yeah, I've heard that song many times. Wait, I've heard that song a lot. But, uh, <laughs> but JT played probably played it for some of his old concubines. But, but I, I've never really. He's basically talking about playing with himself. Yes, yes. masturbation. Yep. Yes. Yeah. JT, do you know the number one reason people masturbate? Uh, because it feels good. Okay, thank because you. Because it feels I, good. I, I, I was just scared of that. Scared of that one for a minute. JT was like, "What the hell are you going with?" <laughs> I was like, "Ah, oh, ooh, boy, he's about to get in trouble. Let me go on, move on from that." I mean, let's. So you, we'll you make got sure that. I don't hear this podcast, right? So you got that, but also you got songs from artists like the Ozzy Brothers in between the sheets. Great groove, right? Mm-hmm. You, all right, as a kid, you're like, all right, what y'all doing in between the sheets? Then you get older, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Yeah. It's kind of like, like to me, the my dingaling was was almost equivalent to the Yin Yang Twins, or who was Which, it? On the window to the wall. That was Yin Yang. Yep. To the sweat. That was Yin Yang Twins. Down my balls to all oh, these skis skis All skis skis motherfuckers. Right. You just out there singing it, not even realizing what the hell you singing. What you sing? Right. Right. But I, but I think the interesting thing though is that music from whatever generation definitely impacts us as men, and how we view women, how we view sex, mm-hmm. how we view you know our role on things, and so it's it's interesting. Like I, I don't know that this generation is more sexually active. No. Than that generation. I, I don't. I mean, I know that we like to say that, or people like to say that, or think that. I'm not sure that yes, no, the, the studies rules have changed. Yeah, the rules well, I was before you go ahead and Jamal, I was about to say that stats are actually down in terms of the number of teens having sex. Also uh, teen pregnancy for our audience yes. out there that's in uh, child welfare or our parents out there raising teens. Uh actual things around teen behavior and teen sex is actually reduced. However, I will say though that um music does continue that collective socialization of men in terms of the role of female especially when we move into the 90s and the early 2000s of hip-hop and rap about how women are objectified and that they're dancing in skimpy clothes or in they're in the jacuzzis or they're in the bikinis and men are throwing money at them or it's all about this or it's all about that so I still think that that toxic masculinity or masculinity, what it means to be a guy is that you got to surround yourself with all these women, all these beautiful women. And it's about the money and the cars and the clothes and the girls. And so I still, to the, to your point, Mike, I still think that that is true. Well, and, and like I said, the, the rules have changed. We, there used to have, there was where everything was censored. Everything was censored. So you had to be creative as an artist to say what you want to say without getting in trouble. Now it's, I mean, with, with streaming being the what it is, you can pretty much say whatever you want yes, and not give a shit. Like Tank mm-hmm. got a song now, When We, and the chorus right. is like, When We Fuck. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? And then- That's a nice song though. It isn't, but it, I, I would say the remix is better with Trey Songs and Ty Dolla Sign. But I mean, but that is as vulgar as it gets. My Christian ears won't allow me. It, <laughs> right? It is, it is, but- <laughs> But then I- like, so, so does music, does music help or hurt when it comes to us as men learning how to be men? I think is, now, is it toxic or not? I think it is because if you remember early 90s, you had all the groups, all the bands, boys to men, guy, what they were talking about and how they were talking about it was 
beg, not necessarily begging, but that, that's what it's classified as. They were this, that was the begging generation, right? Mm-hmm. Um, boys to men, I make love to you like you want me to, and I hold you tight, baby, all through you, you know. So, <laughs> go ahead, Jamal. I'll let you no. keep talking. Then I'm gonna throw in the lines in there to illustrate. No, your point. but but that's but that's what it, that's what it is though. It it was more about connecting and, and loving, and being a gentleman, but still trying to get the draws. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> now it's like I don't even want to love you. Right. But is it? But is it any different though? If if the outcome is the same, if if. So you're talking Correct. about the, so what you're talking about is the approaches. So let me know, play the clip correct. first, Mike. Before hold that thought, Mike. Let me play the clip just so we can so our audience knows okay. what Mike oh, what Jamal's talking about. Mm-hmm. Close your eyes, make a wish, and blow out the For tonight is just your night. We're gonna Go celebrate. <laughs> So go ahead with your point, Mike. Uh, I, yeah, go ahead. What would you say, Mike? Oh, shit. He done pulled out the lighter. So, if Nobody got time to hold people tight all through the night. <laughs> I mean, I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go back to. I gotta get back. But to your, your question is why the music is the way it is now. So, but <laughs> and I mean, we fuck. But my, my question is, and I want to. I want to ask JT this: Is just because the approach is different? So from candy liquor to my dingaling to you know this boys to men song and, and this era of music, and I, I like it better. I kind of grew up in that era of music to kind of what we have today, just because the approach is different, if the outcome is the same, if the purpose of the music or the song is to get in a girl's panties, regardless of how I say it or, or what, 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 what approach I use, is it really any different? And JT, what do you think? I, uh, I think it's different. Um, you know, there's a, and again, it comes with the whole masculinity thing, you know, you know, is a man somebody that just, you know, is a man a pimp? You know, pimps back in the day, a lot of people looked up to them and thought thought that they were men. So like the your music auntie? today could be more towards, right. <laughs> the, the music today could be geared towards that. And so I think that being a man is being respectful and courteous, you know, not being a little wimp, but at the same time, you know, yeah, it's different. Yes, Put it that okay. way. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I believe I so. Don't think that just because you're getting to the end, um, the end, somebody could say the end justifies the means. I don't believe that all in all cases. This is the first time that JT has been right today. Um, so <laughs> I want to say, <laughs> I'm kidding, JT. I'm kidding. I think he is absolutely right, and he hit the nail on the head on this though. In the sense of, I think the difference between today's music and also generations ago, it was about 
the act itself, and I think that in the middle with like the boys to men, the baby faces, it was about the relationship and it was about cultivating that relationship. So yes. I think that that's the yes. difference between them overtly or uh, overtly or con- secretly talking about the act of sexual intercourse or sexual activity. And I think that the genre of the 90s talks more about the act of the relationship or cultivating that relationship or the act of this, that, and the other. And okay. I s- I'm, I'm going to disprove your point right here. Me and JT right here. We're going to disprove your point. Go ahead. Jamal, you, you are on the, the, the edge, so you might. JT, so we, we grew up and we, we loved that music of, of the 80s and 90s, the, the, the love songs and things like that. Mm-hmm. JT, did you not, did you or did you not? First of all, we promised to be honest and open and raw in this conversation, right, we gentlemen? Did. We, yes, right. we did. Jamal, I think you can answer this question too. Did you, fellas, or did you not have a get the draws tape that had these same songs on them? I had like two of them. Luther Vandross, The Night I Fell in Love. Exactly. That, and that so, so the purpose that you used the song, so I, I don't know why Boys to Men wrote the song or um, Luther wrote that song. I, I can't talk about their intentions. I'm talking about how it impacted us as men. Mm-hmm. Our intention when we heard those songs and we intentionally put them on a tape. And I believe, uh, JT, you even had one that reversed um, yeah, it was automatically. You didn't even. <laughs> yeah, it, it was the whole cassette tape of Luther Vandross. Now, see, and, and this is where I, I was. Well, I was and, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Before you explain yourself, tell uh, tell us what was the purpose of that tape. Oh, God. Okay, I'm going to go there now. But <laughs> let me, I need to say something. Set this that. up. JT, I got your back on this. Yeah. I got your back on this. I, I, I put on Luther Vandross, The Night I Fell in Love, um, cassette tape. Um, had an auto reverse cassette player so when it flipped and changed up and made that noise then it started on the other side mm-hmm. if i didn't feel that tonight was going to end up in sexual intercourse mm-hmm. i started yawning you know started making that move <laughs> to get her to go ahead and leave now the difference is today Cass wouldn't even give her till that end. <laughs> See, what you were saying was like a song. Dudes are just giving women a song these days. <laughs> I at least gave the whole side of the tape before I made my decision. So I was respectful and courteous for one side of the tape. I also would like to point I, I, out I, for I, the I, record I, also that I, for the sake of being equal. No. is No, because true, it's true. Women have the same thing. Women have tapes, women have CDs, and uh, there are a lot of artists out there who have c- created specific uh, albums related to it. The Shea Butter Baby uh, uh, album soundtrack. Uh, was it Ari Lennox? I think that's Ari Lennox. Yeah, she has. Newer artists. Yeah. Yeah, she's not, but it's a, it's a, I love the album. It's very sexualized, it's very sexual, but it's still a very good uh, music to listen to. Um, so, Janae Aiko. Her, her recent yeah. release. Yeah, Janae. Yeah. She's a bad one, boy. Uh, <laughs> Big shot. Y'all don't mind me right you, now. I'm about to, are you I'm about lusting to after drink. Janae? Huh? Janae. Are you lusting after nah, Janae? No, no, no. I just said uh, Big Sean got a bad one. That's all. I think that we're going to go ahead and take a break, transition to self-care, mental health, and then we're going to have to wrap up all these answers uh, about how we deal with toxic masculinity and how we can raise boys to be better men in today's world. We'll be right back. 
So JT may have to leave us when we'll bring him back next week uh, to fill in for Jamal just in case. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, this is my last damn show. Yeah. <laughs> so hey, we'll, Jamal, I'm going to say this so that everybody knows this. I did not come on this show to intentionally <laughs> take your place. They asked me to come. And then when I got here, they were like, you know, yes, you know, our new co-host. I'm like, yo, what happened? You know, so I just wanted you to know that. You just said that you were six five or something like that. You're obviously younger than me, um, so I don't want to have to, you know, see you one day and then have to defend myself. So I'm going to say that right now. Um, JT man, just shoot. Age, look, I am of that age where I don't fight any longer. I serve warrants. I have to put warrants out on people. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to say that. You know, it was not me, my brother. You know. JT, just, all I have to say is you don't have to worry about coming back to your car and starting it and something happens. You good. Oh. Wow. <laughs> wow. That better quickly. Wow. JT, <laughs> you that, see? That you see? That 1990s music. And, that's a subliminal message right there. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> and I can tell you this, that he has a son that could actually do that. I am positive. Yes. He has His son, son is a bomb maker. Name. Yeah, the, his nickname it's because is he is creatively, creative scientifically. Does not mean that. Right. And, 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 and I don't know. I mean, I, I told you guys because of the facilities, I'm actually in my car right now, and I have the car running. I actually, as soon as you said that, I really thought about: Do I want to touch my keys? <laughs> <laughs> the craziest thing, man. But I really just had that thought. But. uh <laughs> But uh, yeah, um, so yeah, I got to get in here, fellas, um, and start doing my other job. Okay. Well, JT, we we appreciate you though, brother. And uh, yes, sir. definitely gonna. Well, you got to do part two. Yes, we ain't done yet. Part two. Yeah, yeah, we we got to do that. So, uh, yeah. let me know so that I can make sure that I haven't, um, you know, committed to anything else, you know, with pay. Okay. And um, you, know, <laughs> with pay. you guys want to, I can give you my cash app if you need that, you know. Yeah, Sanders Enterprises, definitely. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, man, yeah, was, man, this was great. Um, I'm hoping for that next invitation. Again, Jamal, it wasn't me. I, it's, it's, bro, we're, we're gonna do. We're probably gonna do part two next week. We'll probably record it next week. I'll, I'll, we'll talk about it. I'll see you a little bit later on the day. Sounds like a plan. You gentlemen, finish it off. Um, stay men. Don't let the toxic stuff mess with your masculinity. <laughs> and I'll talk to y'all next week, man. <laughs> All right, my friend. All right, All right fellas. Y'all be good. All right. All right, so y'all heard him. We're going to do a part two of this. Stay with us. This is the Daily Jam. <laughs>